Here's our daily Bible reading for today. This is Thursday, and we are in Matthew chapter 21. Um, this is why it's so important for us to, to be in the Word on a daily basis. And we get the chance here to, to look at all of Matthew's gospel. We're going to read about the, the entire life of Christ. We started out in chapter 1 where we read about how he, he's, his lineage is traced back to the time of Abraham. And even before that, we get to hear about the, the birth of Jesus Christ, um, especially through, uh, through Joseph's eyes. Uh, the, the visit of the wise men to come and confirm that he is a king for all people. Uh, Jesus' early life, his baptism, and then his his uh, earthly ministry, his Sermon on the Mount. Uh, we've been following his ministry through all of these chapters. Just keep that all in mind, put it all together as a unit. Um, and Jesus had said uh, earlier, I, I wrote down in chapter 16, verse 21, that he must go to Jerusalem and, and there, you know, be rejected, be crucified, and then rise from the dead. Then he repeated that three other times. We had one in, in the last chapter, in chapter 20. Um, and so here he goes. Here's Jesus going to Jerusalem. In other words, here's God's plan. Unlike our plans that oftentimes change, usually do, um, God had a plan from the beginning of time to send his son into the world, and, and here he is coming into the world. And Jesus' plan that he had from the very beginning of his ministry here on this earth is being fulfilled. So why Jerusalem? Well, a number of things amongst many. Uh, Jerusalem is a place where the temple is at. And the temple is the place where God said, I will meet with my people, except what had happened is that the, the earthly temple had become some but a stumbling block to the people. Just as everything that we get from God, if we don't use it in God's way, if we if we start doing things in our way, we stray away from God's word, which is, again, why we need to be in that word, then they turned the temple into something that wasn't what God designed it to be. And in fact, Jesus said, in a way, the temple that God had set up was to remind them and to show God's people, that there was no way by themselves that they would be able to get to God. God needed to bring the temple to them. Jesus said, my body is the temple. In other words, in the temple is where they brought the sacrifices for their sins, um, and they kept bringing them over and over again. It didn't accomplish the job. Jesus, though, the temple of Jesus, Jesus came to offer himself as a sacrifice for sin, and when we believe in him, we have the forgiveness of our sins. It's it's his, his is a sacrifice that's once and for all. Uh, the name Jerusalem means city of peace. And you and I can go to that uh, to that new Jerusalem in heaven, which will be a, um, a truly a city of peace, a peace that lasts forever, and the kind of peace that the Old Testament talks about, the word shalom, um, and the kind of peace that we'll never have here on this earth. So Jesus comes in triumphantly to tell them he's coming in for a battle. But notice he comes in upon a donkey. Many times uh, David and other kings had come back to Jerusalem after winning a battle. They came back riding on a horse. Uh, they, they'd gone to battle. But you know what? After they, they'd won one battle, they had to go win another one, and then another one, and then another one. It never ended. Jesus came, comes to bring a peace that will last forever. But he's going to do it by going to the cross, by suffering and dying on our behalf, and defeating death and Satan by going through death for us and then rising from the dead on Easter. Guess where that happens? Guess where Easter also happens? In Jerusalem. It happens there. Jesus is crucified just outside the gate of Jerusalem, but he rises from the dead. He is He's the one that truly brings us peace 
um, but peace that only comes by him. So as he comes in, you see, uh, from as he quote the Old Testament, they say, Hosanna to the son of David. Now, Hosanna literally means, come and save us, Lord. It's a plea, it's a plea to be saved. It's a, it's a cry to one to be saved. And they're truly looking at the right person, even though at first they won't fully understand when Jesus goes to the cross and he rises from the dead. Later, uh, later he will. Um, then when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, verse 12 tells us he goes right there to that temple to show that what's going on in the temple is not right. They had changed it into a place where they were doing, uh, where they were just simply doing business and trying to please God by their actions rather than trusting in God. He goes in particular to the place where there's money changers. Now that, that showed that the temple and, and God intended for them, for all people, Jews and Gentiles, to come to him. Why money changers? Because people would come from Jerusalem, from various uh, uh, towns and, and had various currencies. And so just like if you and I were to go to another country, we'd have to get a different currency. They made it possible for them to get a different currency right there at the temple so they could buy the sacrifices that were required. But of course, with anything, it, it went awry. It started to become a business. They were, they were in it with their head, but not with their heart, which is so true of us. And Jesus comes to show that and he overturns tables. Why does he do that? Because he loves us, because he wants us to be set right with him. And then Jesus says in verse 18 and following, he says, I've come to bring a judgment. Um, there's judgment in that. You need to repent and turn and come back to me and produce the fruits of faith. If the fruits aren't there, the faith isn't there. And Jesus directs them back to that. Of course, then his authority is challenged uh, by, by the leaders. And uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus shows him he truly has authority in that he asks them a question that they can't answer, or at least if they answer, it gets them into trouble. They're not willing to admit who Jesus is and what he's done, what he's come to do for them. And Jesus describes their actions then in two parables. It's like the parable of the two sons. The one says, I'm going to go, uh, but doesn't go. And, and Jesus says, that's kind of you. You said you're following me, but you're not following me. The other says, I'm not going to go and repents and comes back and does what the father wants him to do. That's to be us. That's what God wants us to do. We've sinned. We've said, uh, we said we're going to do something, uh, but we don't. And, and God calls us to repent and to come back to him. Uh, what's it look like in the second parable? God says, uh, God has blessed us with everything that we have. He's made us stewards of all the things that we have. He's given us even more in that he sent us a savior. Um, but oftentimes we want to take over uh, and, and do that on our own. We want to we want to be our own savior. We don't want to follow him. We reject what God teaches us in his word. Again, the reason to be in that word. Um, and also reject the fact that we have to repent and come back to him. And, uh, and what happens is his, his, uh, uh, the stone that the builders rejected, uh, who is Jesus, is, is really the place that we need to be. And prayerfully, what happens to us then in verse 44 is that that stone, we stumble on that stone of Jesus. And, and we stumble in that. We look at him and say, boy, we've messed up. We are, we've fallen um, but it, but it only makes us stumble if we're willing by faith to come back to him to repent and confess. But if we don't do that, then that stone is going to fall on us and it's going to crush us and it's going to kill us for eternity in hell. And so Jesus reaches out and tells them the truth, but yet calls them to come back to him and to repent. And Jesus is on the way to the cross. And we'll read about that more in the next chapter. 
So keep hitting that word. God bless you.